Hi, friends. It's your girl, the Sauce VB. Welcome to Evolver. Shut the fuck up. We're back to our old jig because I wasn't feeling the short segments. I don't think y'all was feeling them either. So we're back to our normal bullshit. And uh, let me know what you think. We're talking about communicating and how fucking important it is. I also go off on a tangent about the kids and how important it is to be checking in with them. So to <laughs> tune in. Check it out. Give me some feedback. Love you. Bye. Hi, friends. What are we doing? So, it's your girl, the Sauce VP. You already know what it is. You already know. But you know what? I was like, yo, I'm not really feeling... Um, I'm not feeling the miniseries. I don't think y'all are really feeling the miniseries. So we're going to go back to our old jive, you know, because, um, yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't the thing we need, you know, you got to try new shit sometimes though. Um, other than that, things have been things, you know, how life likes to do things, you know, it's like, Look, we're getting too deep already. Go, you know how this goes. You need to get a drink. You need to get some smoke. That's just how it goes. Go, get, go find your thing. Find your pause moment. You getting some tea, whatever the hell it is. Get something, my friend. Um, I I kind of feel bad. I don't have like a good intro song for us to leave and and get our smizzog and get our drizzing. So, pause, because you know I'm about to put on whatever song is on my brain, you Oh, you know what? I like that one, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw y'all a curveball. Because I don't think y'all think I know about this. And this song for me right now is hitting on a different level. And it's actually hard to find because it has Jay-Z's ugly ass on it. And so he always tries to make everything sad, you know what I mean? But this will be listening to while we get our motherfucking smoke and our motherfucking drink. Because I'm feeling a little motherfucking gangster. Go get your smoke and your drink. Cause R.I.P. For no good reason. Lord's all I need. Never had a lot, this is all I need. Lost individuals, this is all I need. Grab a top spot like part of my reach. Part. One day and it was all on me. All on me. What y'all drinking? What y'all drinking? Turning off my phone for the night, not baby. D&D. Out my soul, and it might sound crazy. Some of my niggas don't love me. They don't love me, dog. 
Let's get ugly. It's about to get good, y'all. I like Jay on this. Niggas want to kill me and y'all still with them. Hey. Nigga, y'all chill with them. And y'all wonder why we not friends. Best thing I can do is not build with you. Hey. We're not going to destroy you. That takes some fucking discipline. I can send a team to come trail you. I got a billion or two. And I know where the fuck you live. Hey. Niggas got to chill with talking gangsters. You should just thank us. Humble yourselves a little bit. Same Saint same Sean that you knew once. Light it up. shoes on. This ain't what you want. No. All that back and forth on the internet. Nigga, we don't tennis that. I gotta do something. Gotta do it. Hey. I'm public enemy. Niggas Everything. And the value of nothing. Hey, tell me that shit don't hit. That shit hit. All right. Um, when songs like that come out, I always miss having a big ass truck in the system. Oh my god, there's nothing like banging some shit in that. Anyway, <coughs> dang. Clearly, I lit my shit up. I hope you lit your shit up, cause it's time to get busy. Um, it's been a little bit since we just like chilled and talked and went had a little moment. And to be honest, I was listening to some old episodes today and I was just like, yo, we really be catching a vibe. So it's time to get back to our usual. Okay. Um, let's talk about elevation in a time of motherfucking just straight dreary, motherfucking cloudy days. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, like... Look, we're just going to keep it a thou thou. When you're around certain people, they'll love you and they're like there for you and shit and they're with you and like all this, that, and the other. But like, they kind of like you when you're down. They like when you're sad. Smoke something. They like when you don't have enough, as much money as them. They like when they got a one up on you in some kind of way. It just makes them feel more comfortable, especially if you have, like, a natural shine about you, like, and that's male or female, like, there's a lot of males that just have a certain thing about them, like, they never had no problem getting girls, they handsome, they smooth, they know how to talk to women, they just have a certain genetic qua about them that is attractive, right, and the same with women, clearly. Um, and when you have that, it'll always appear as if you're doing better than probably you actually are, to be honest with you. Smoke something. You feel me, though? Because everyone struggles. It don't matter what the fuck you look like. 
It don't matter how much clout you have. It honestly don't even matter how much money you have because everyone has up times, everyone has down times. Now, a rich nigga's down times is way different than a broke nigga's down times, clearly. But they're down times either way, right? If a, if a rich nigga's used to eating caviar every night and, my, and all of a sudden that nigga had to start eating chicken wings or McDonald's, he gonna feel that shit. You feel me? Like, now, a, a broke nigga shit, he might be getting McDonald's as a, as a cool little meal or a normal average motherfucker gonna drive through McDonald's just on some quick shit. Ain't nothing, no big deal. But... If they had no ability to get anything to eat at all, if they couldn't even drive through and get a value meal, they gonna feel some type of way about themselves. You know, so there's different levels, you know what I mean? But at the what the point I'm trying to make is that either way, everyone has a struggle. I've been hearing about this pretty privilege that going around and about the bitch who went viral because she was talking about how the negative shit that you get from being pretty and now some of the shit she brought up was just irrelevant and just a character thing however there are a lot of instances where people will assume they know who you are or they will assume that they know what kind of personality you have or um whatever the fuck it is like they'll assume they know that they know how you move how you think like because you look a certain way. You know what I mean? Like, and don't, you should never put anyone at a disadvantage like that. I like telling this story. And it's still my homie right now, but damn. Why I can't remember my homie name right now. Just know I love you, my nigga, like, if you listen to this, because, damn, it's because I lit this damn joint, I can't remember shit, but my homie, I worked with him and shit, nigga used to be sitting under a tree and shit, nigga used to be just a little weird, you know what I mean, a little white boy and shit, <laughs> and <clears throat> one thing I don't fuck with is, like, I don't like no bullying shit. I don't fuck with no, like, talking about a motherfucker because they different type shit. Now, if they fuck with you, cool. Directly fuck with you or say some shit, whatever. Shit, do what you gotta do. But I don't do no weird-ass bullying, point a motherfucker out because they want to do them, right? If anything, I like that person even more because they have the courage to just stand out and be who they are genuinely. Long story short... I'm chilling, and I'm hearing these motherfuckers talk about my homie or whatever, and they always trying to kiss my ass, so I just look at them, pause, and I'm just like, ugh, like, I just literally, like, fuck these weak-ass niggas, like, why are you gonna talk about this nigga over here minding his whole-ass business, right? And not whole, H-O-E, like, whole, W-H-O-L-E, he minding his whole business, right? He ain't worried about them, is my point. So I get up and I walk over there. I sit down with my dude. And he eating a little, like, Brussels, not Brussels sprout, motherfucking uh, bean sprout. He eating a bean sprout sandwich. <laughs> he, he, he chilling. He reading this book. This book looks smart as hell. It looks like some shit I, I could never read. 
So I'm like, what's up, man? Like, what you doing? What you reading? Blah, blah, blah. I just started talking to him, getting on. This dude started talking about GMOs and artificial this and what they doing to the food. I'm talking about way before anybody on earth I heard talking about this shit. He was like becoming a holistic doctor and acupuncturist and all this natural type shit. And so from then on, all I did was kick it with him at work. Because he was teaching me so much stuff that I didn't know that I was like, damn. And my kids were very small. And obviously, I didn't want to be feeding them bullshit. So I changed their whole diet. I changed my diet, everything. Like, the shit was dope. And he taught me so much about so many different things. And he was just like a peaceful soul, like so kind, so nice. So, like, he had a dope story. Like, his story, he had like, rode his bike all the way from Washington to Arizona. And it was just like, you know, on some shit, like on some betrayal shit, like he felt like isolated and just like nobody gave a fuck about him type shit. And he was just like, man, I'm gone. I'm about to go start a whole new life. And he started a whole new life for himself in Arizona just off his own back with a bike. And anytime I meet someone like that, I don't care what they look like on the outside. Like, that's somebody I can learn from. That's somebody that has my respect and has my protection from day one. And that's what makes me different than a lot of people in in this world that we live in is there's so many people that look for opportunities to fuck somebody over, that look for opportunities to take advantage of a situation, who look for opportunities to be sneaky or scheming and just like on some weirdo type shit. And so um, my mom used to always be like, yo, Vanessa, like, cause I always call her like, yeah, blah, 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 motherfucker said blah, blah, blah. Like, <laughs> I was always just always having beef with people, like, back in the day, like, just always having beef. And my mom used to always tell me, like, you expect people to move how you move. You expect people to have the heart that you have. And you're putting yourself at a disadvantage doing that. And when she said that shit, I just like, honestly, a lot of shit my parents used to tell me, I used to have to just pause because I'd be like, damn, I need to think about this shit. And I just started thinking about it and I was just like, damn, like, because it, I'm, I'm letting myself get caught off guard every single time because I'm like, oh, I would never do that. So they would never do that. I would never do that. So but I have a different heart than them. I have a different heart than most of this world. So I'm putting myself at a disadvantage every time I think a motherfucker will do what I would do. Now, this is why I always emphasize that you guys need to get really fucking good at communicating. Because once you set a standard, once you have a conversation, once you make some shit clear to a motherfucker, then you can hold him to it. But if you haven't had a full-blown conversation and you guys haven't made some shit very fucking clear together and came to a mutual agreement, you don't have a you don't have a pot to piss in or a foot to stand on. That's like going in front of Judge Judy without a contract. A written one at that, because she don't give a fuck about your verbal agreement. You feel me? A lot of y'all need to stop walking around 
like motherfuckers gonna treat you like you treat them. And some of y'all raggedy motherfuckers need to elevate yourself to the level that people are treating you on. Because some of y'all are just taking advantage of good-ass people and destroying the little bit of them we have left. This is a time when we need to try to multiply the good motherfucking souls we have left because we don't have many. And you good souls out there, you better fucking protect yourself. You better guard your motherfucking grill. I remember growing up, shit got crazy. Bitches used to have razor blades under their tongue and shit just in case they got in fights. And that's almost like the type of war we're in now, but in a spiritual type way. You better have razor blades under your tongue ready to fight these motherfucking demons that's coming at you in every way, shape, and form. Stand up for yourself. Communicate, communicate clearly what you want from people, what you expect from them. Be ready to hold yourself at a new standard. Be ready to hear some new shit about yourself. Be ready for some motherfuckers to tell you some new shit that makes you have to change, makes you have to elevate. That shit ain't a one-way ticket. You don't get to just start holding motherfuckers accountable, clearly communicating and holding them up to a higher standard, and then you get to chill at the level you at right there. Hell nah. Your ass gotta elevate too. If you already at a higher level than the person you assisting and elevating, cool, you're just about to go to another level. But you don't get to just chill and relax. You don't get to check a motherfucker without getting checked. It's an equal give and take on this motherfucker. You get what you put out. You feel me? Some of y'all do, some of y'all don't. I don't get fucked. Either way, listen to it again if you need to. Now... How do you deal with some shit, though, on some real shit? Like, when you know damn well what you know, but there's a little part of you just want to, like, be surprised. Anybody out there, like, dead ass, like, wish a motherfucker would shock him? <laughs> Like, can y'all motherfuckers stop being so fucking predictable, please? I need to give, I need to get a shocking moment if I'm a, like, give me a motherfucking wowza. I didn't see that one coming. No. Y'all niggas just keep giving me, ah, fucking lit. That's all y'all do now. See, when you catch me off guard and you give me a hope, what the fuck? Holy cow, bucko. When you give me one of those moments, I don't feel dumb because I'm like, damn, I ain't see that one coming. But when I see some shit coming, I'm calling you out on the shit that I see coming. You convincing I'm tripping and this and this and blah, blah, blah. And then I end up being right. I'm like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, that shit is lightweight, just a little bit, like, psychotic. Because why you do that? Why you lie like that? Why you make me think I'm crazy like that? 
And then if you are going to lie to me and you're going to make me think I'm crazy, do some cool shit. Do some shit that's shocking. Do some home run shit. Don't do no first base shit. Now I got to consider if I want to forgive your stupid ass because you know it's a motherfucking shortage of the fucking men to women. Don't do that. Don't bring it down to science. Don't bring it down to mathematics. Damn. Y'all just be. Where the fuck my lighter at? Somebody light some shit. Y'all, but for real, gotta get real fucking comfortable cutting people off. Yo, I know what we about to talk about. It just hit me. Let me tell you the most recent lesson I just learned most recently of recent. <laughs> you like that wordage? Listen, the one thing I struggled the most with my whole fucking life up until now was expressing how I felt. Smoke something. Horrible fucking communicator. Especially if you want me to talk about some shit or how some shit made me feel or blah, blah, blah. Horrible. Horrible. Just recently it hit me that the more transparent and upfront and honest that you are from moment one, the less, if any, time you spend heartbroken, disappointed, unsure, hanging on a thread. And any time that you actually do spend feeling in that manner is really because of choice up until that point. Think about it. If I just meet someone and I'm feeling, I'm like, damn, I kind of want to date this person. And for six months, I just sit back wondering if they want to date me too. Meanwhile, I've got it in the back of my head that I want to date them. So I'm developing feelings. I'm doing this. I'm Then come to find out they don't feel that way. You're going to be pretty fucked up. Now... If week two, week three, week four, week six, whatever early date you set for yourself, like a little time limit, a little vibe limit, a vibe limit meaning once you catch a vibe that's on a certain vibe level, right? You clearly communicate what you're feeling and what you want as a result of what you're feeling. Hey. Um, really feeling you. You're someone I could see myself in a relationship with. Is that something you see as well? How do you feel about that? At that point, you're going to be real honest. Yo, that's not what I want right now. Yo, that's what I feel for you too. Yo, I have a girlfriend. Yo, I'm gay. (laughs) Anyway, those are some of the options. Right? But at that moment, at week two, it is clear what it is. 
So when you leave that night or when you hang up the phone that night, you're able to make a sound decision off of what you communicated. You don't have to wonder, question, guess, none of that shit no more. You know exactly where both of you stand. And that's some peaceful ass shit. That's some grown ass shit. That's some protecting your heart and protecting your emotions and setting standards as shit. You hear me? Stop putting the hard conversations off. Just fucking have them. Spit it out. The sooner, the fucking better. So you're not wasting no fucking time on somebody who don't want what you want. Cut the motherfuckers off. Be done and go to the next motherfucker. Why would you waste any more time with someone that it's clear that they don't want what you want? And if you do, just hold on to the motherfucker long enough till the real one come along. Shit, we all grown here. We all know what we need. It's better to have something a little steady that you know what it is than, uh, you know, try to hop on something new. (coughs) So if you need to ride it out till Prince Charming come around and then you drop him, do that. Because you already made it clear. He made it clear he ain't want you like that. So at that point, if you choose to drag him along and if you choose to drop him at any moment, he cool with that, obviously, because he said he don't want you like that. Now, all women know it never really goes like that, but you get to leave with that clear conscience. When he hits your phone up or when he try to say this or that or blah, 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 or you block your number, change your number, whatever it is, at that point in time, you know? You get to be like, yeah, nigga, uh, I tried with you, sorry. So my point is, if someone does make it clear that they don't want you in a certain way, that's good information for you to know. You know how to approach the situation now, you know how to feel about the situation, and you know how to use it to your advantage as well. Right? So why would you wait on that type of clarity? Because it's uncomfortable. I think it's way more uncomfortable when you're sitting around every night like, I wonder what, I wonder what so-and-so is thinking. I wonder what so-and-so is doing. I wonder how they feel. I wonder, da, 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 I wonder what... That's so uncomfortable. That's way more uncomfortable. Like, if you are literally getting... Doing nasty-ass grown-up shit with somebody... And you can't sit across from them and tell them what's on your mind or how you feel. Do you realize how dumb that sounds? Really fucking think about that. You could be butt-ass naked with somebody, hunched over, fucking sweating profusely, looking weird as fuck. You can do all of that with somebody, put their private parts in your mouth. But you cannot sit across from them and tell them what you are thinking or how you feel. That should sound dumb, don't it? 
And we all do it. When I say it down, sound down, I'm calling myself down too. I do the same dumbass shit. Sometimes I have to tell myself what I'm saying right now. I say that to myself so I can realize how dumb what I'm doing sounds or looks to someone outside myself. What do we call this? It's called self-analyzation. When you try to look at your own behavior from an unbiased place. Not everyone is capable of this, but the people who are should do it frequently. Best way to do this or best way to think of this or imagine this in your mind is to say, what advice would I give someone if they were dealing with the exact same situation I was dealing with? What if it wasn't me? What if it was my daughter, my sister, my best friend? What would I tell them to do? and take that advice. We usually give really good advice and take none of it. Start taking your own advice. Start looking at your situation as if it's not your situation. And do what you tell yourself to do. It's literally like that easy. putting that shit off. The other thing I want to talk to y'all about while I have your attention. Stop procrastinating on your goals. Please. Please stop procrastinating on your goals. Please do not give up on your dreams. No one has to believe in it but you. The thing about your dreams is that nobody is meant to understand them. Nobody is meant to be 100% on board. Um, and actually nobody is really meant to know them. So this whole like era of sharing everything that's going on in your mind and everything you're dreaming about and all this other stuff, that's new. And it's really something you should keep precious and keep close to you until the time has come that God tells you to share it. And typically when he, uh, directs you to share your goals and your plans is when they're already in motion and so just keep that in mind as you're planning for this year or for the next couple months just really try to keep things to yourself I know we all have best friends and we have people we talk to all the time and we feel as if they are full of good intentions and they may be full of good intentions, but jealousy is jealousy. Spirit transference is real. A lot of times you may just be casually sharing things that you want to do or changes that you want to make in your life or that you are making in your life. And that person is filling a competition with you that you never initiated. It's all on their end. 
you never told them in a way that was brag worthy. You never told them in a way that was competitive, but they interpreted it in that way. And next thing you know, you have jealousy fueling, you have competition fueling, you have um, shit being said about you when you're not around, um, trying to sway the way people may view you. And that is why it's best to keep that kind of shit to yourself because people are mentally unstable and they start creating issues um, where there are no issues. And sometimes merely your strength is triggering for other people's weakness. So you may be going through extremely hard times and no one would ever know because you put all of your faith in God and you put all of your emotion in him and you're, you seemingly are going through this effortlessly and they never could do that. And so now they have a built up animosity against you because of your strength or because of your beauty or because of your presence. A lot of these things are not intentional, but it doesn't mean they don't exist. And a lot of times we, we being the people that carry around just this internal light that shines wherever we go a lot of times we're mindless to this like I told you earlier my mom saying you know you 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 can't move in a way where you everyone is moving like you you have a different heart than everyone else you have a different intention than everyone else you serve a different god than everyone else you have a different relationship with that god than everyone else and so in no way, shape, or form are you going to fit in anywhere. I teach my children this now. I teach my children to never seek to fit in, to seek to all. Like I always tell them, if you're not fitting all the way in with this group, with this society, you know you're doing the right thing. The moment you start to feel really comfortable in these cliques and in these groups at school, you need to check yourself. Because somewhere you're having a disconnect with your spirit self. Don't be too infatuated with fitting into a society that is demonic. Angels are in the presence of demons all the time. That's what we're for. Children of God, being in the presence of demons is nothing to us if we are aware of where the fuck we are. But a lot of y'all are just da da da, like looking up in the sky, walking around picking daisies and shit. Like, bitch, these motherfuckers don't like you. They don't like your presence. They don't like your strength. They're intimidated as fuck by who you are when you wake up in the morning. You have to understand this. You have to know this and you have to move like that. A lot of these niggas love how beautiful you are. They love to fuck you. They love to enjoy your presence. They love to enjoy the healing that you give them. But they're intimidated as fuck by you and they want to humble you. Because if they can humble you, then they can feel worthy of you. A lot of these men don't have the strength to see a woman at the level that a lot of us are and want to improve themselves. Many of them want to figure out how they can humble you. What is your weak spot? 
you think these niggas ain't fucking with you, you're putting yourself at a disadvantage. If you think a lot of these people in your circle ain't fucking with you, you're putting yourself at a disadvantage. If you think anybody at that job wants you to get promoted other than yourself, you're putting yourself at a disadvantage. You really have to understand that you are your greatest your you are your greatest advocator. You are your greatest protector. Stop taking yourself so lightly and stop giving so much of yourself so freely. You're putting yourself at a disadvantage. Focus that attention solely on yourself. And the things that you created, the things that God put you in charge of, meaning your children and yourself. Period. Don't be afraid to, don't try to protect your children from every hard situation. Some situations you want your children to go through while they are under your protection and your guidance. Something my mom told me a lot is that a lot of addicts who were out on the street were kids who were too protected as children. So when they got to adulthood, they just went buck fucking wild and they just wanted to do everything. Then you had the other ones who were so protected and so privileged they got out on their own, <coughs> excuse me, one bad thing happened to them. They lost their job. They failed out of college. Their mom died. Their grandma died. One of their best friends died in a car accident. They themselves got in a real bad car accident, had to take time to recover. Plenty of things. Because like I always tell you, life affects people in different ways. Something that may be small to you could be life-changing and life-altering for somebody else. And so they would go through one thing. They didn't know how to handle it emotionally. They ran to drugs and to partying. And that felt fun. And that felt safe. And that felt like the option at the moment. They didn't know how to deal with it. Because <laughs> life was always good. Life was always great. They didn't know how to deal with life that was fucked up they didn't know nobody had ever taught them how to go through some fucked up shit they never had to do that before they're inexperienced in that so of course you want to protect your children you don't want them going through nothing crazy so and i think you guys know me well enough to know that i'm not saying that either all i'm saying is that <laughs> Some decisions are hard to make. We're parents. Our children are connected to us. So, so a lot, all of our decisions affect our children. And so sometimes we'll keep ourselves in situations that we know are not beneficial because we don't want our kids to go through this or we might have to struggle for a little bit or, you know, they might have to go through a transition period. But we have to understand that w this is 2023, there's so many tools, there's so many resources, and you need to utilize them. Do some reading. Read some books on child trauma, how to get kids through hard times, 
whether it's divorce or their grandma just died or one of their friends committed suicide. You can't just leave your kids out there to float alone. You have to give them coping skills. You have to be there for them and you have to teach them how to go through hard times. For example, last week or the week before that, actually, my daughter, I could just kind of tell her energy was off and she just was kind of moody and just, you know, and I'm like, she's probably going through stuff with her friends or, you know, middle school stuff. School is tough. Kids are mean. So give your kids some fucking, some, some room to be human. Okay. So what I did was first I prayed about it and then I just kind of felt the Holy Spirit tell me like, have her do some journal entries like you would do, right? And so I told my daughter, I went into her room and I told her to get her journal out and I told her I wanted her to write down just 10 things that she loved about herself. And she got emotional when I asked her to do that. Why? She must have been struggling at that time. And she wrote them and she came in my room and she read them out loud and she cried while she said them. And I gave her like the biggest hug and she was like, mom, thank you for doing that. Her whole mood changed after that day. She woke up in a way better mood. She woke up earlier, like she just had her pep in her step back. And so teaching our children what to do when they're in times like that is the best thing we can do for them. Don't try to avoid every situation like that. Even if you do, they're still going to go through something. So teaching them how to manage that is our job as parents. And so in order to be able to do all of that for them, you have to actively be doing that for yourself. If you're going to teach your kids to pick good friends and make wise choices, you need to be doing that yourself. If you want your kids to have good grades and to be productive and to be goal getters, you need to give them an environment at home that they can do that in. It needs to be clean. It needs to be organized. They need to have a schedule. They need to have rules and discipline and structure and chores. All of those things are not to punish your kids. They're to teach them how to fucking live life like an adult. If you never teach your kid how to clean some shit around the house, what do you think their apartment is going to look like or their house is going to look like? Seriously. There's reasons for this. When your kids get home from school and you tell them you need to take the trash out and you need to do your homework... And, you know, whatever, whatever. And then you can chill. You're teaching them life structure. Because when they're grown, they're not going to be able to just get off work and go plop their ass down on the couch and do nothing the rest of the night. No. You got to get all your shit done, take the trash out, do all your little manly chores. And then you can chill. You get what I'm saying? Like... Don't be so lenient on your fucking kids and don't be so, oh, everything is great. No, start teaching them fucking life skills. Start making them make life goals. Start giving them some direction. Stop giving them so much freedom in what they choose and what this and that. 
I don't know how I'm going off on this whole tangent, but damn, somebody need to hear it, I guess. I need to hear it. I always remind myself of what I'm saying right now because parenting is fucking hard. Dealing with relationships is hard. Friendships, hard. Everything about life right now seems so fucking hard. And so I think as much advice as we can get from wise people right now, the better. Because you might only take a fourth of what I'm saying, take a fourth from someone else, but you're making yourself 100% whole and able to handle this. So take what you need, leave what you don't, but just entertain the thought of restructuring the way you communicate and the way you handle everyone in your life. Communicate with your kids more. Tell them more stories about yourself. Let them know who you are and what made you who you are. Because that's what made them who they are. Get more comfortable telling people around you how the fuck you feel. Get a lot more comfortable setting boundaries for people. Get more comfortable being by your fucking self. Because half of you are entertaining bitch-ass relationships that you know ain't worth shit because you don't want to be alone. Bitch, you already alone. Not only are you alone, you entertaining a fucking demon. You'd rather be with a demon than be by yourself. Girl, you need a reality check. Nigga, you need a reality check, bruh. Y'all niggas be out here entertaining too many motherfuckers for no reason. Only because you don't want to deal with yourself. That's the real reason. You go sit around with any motherfucking body. You go sit at the bar every night. You go entertain everybody's bullshit and drama and all this shit. Make your rounds to all your people's house. You do all that so you don't have to deal with your motherfucking self. You realize that? If you don't, I'm here to tell you that's why you do that shit. That is why you do that shit. Because the minute you get alone, mm, you start getting dealt with. Drink something. Drink something. Now, I ain't going to yell at y'all all day. Because I got things to do. But, <laughs> to sum it all up. Get better at communicating. Get better at setting boundaries. Get better at enforcing them. And for whatever reason, Spirit took me on that tangent. Pay closer attention to your kids and what they're going through right now. Sit them down, talk to them, make them journal some shit out, make them pray. Give them a spiritual backing so that they know how to deal with things. Think about all the emotional heaviness that you are dealing with yourself and be clear and realize your children are going to be dealing with those same emotional weights that you're dealing with plus some more in a different era with probably a lot more outside influences 
What tools do you want them to have in an atmosphere like that? Are you sending them into battle with absolutely no tools? With no weapons? With no training? Y'all need to think about that a little bit more. You can't be out here raising weak-ass kids and expecting them to magically turn into some strong adults. You heard me? If you do, you do. If you don't, you don't. But that's all I got for y'all. That's it. That's all. I hope y'all stay blessed. I hope y'all don't allow motherfuckers to get you off your path. Stay focused. And stay the fuck alone until somebody comes in and makes life easier for you. Period. Bye, friends. So, what'd you think about that? A little spicy for you, like always. I'm glad to be back to normal. I missed you guys. I missed chatting it up. Um, but I got some marketing advice. I took it. We tried it. It didn't work. So we're back to our old gig of just chilling, talking, vibing, smoking, drinking, whatever. Straight West Coast in this bitch. But anyways, I hope you heard what I said. I hope you start being bold and telling motherfuckers how you feel, including me. If you want to chat, hit me up on the socials. Instagram is the sauce underscore VP. Uh, Facebook, Vanessa Powell. Or you could just email me, girl. Hit me on the DM. All right. Love you. Bye.